It's Friday, September 30th, 2022. Coming up on the program today, Mead Skelton controls the weather. Plus, a Christian landlord wants to invite over some white supremacists to spank his foreign tenant. Sending a crying woman to the living room with no dinner and fondling big-breasted women is a full-time job. If you're gay and on a date, let me stimulate your prostate. Twist that wrist when you're sitting on my fist. Different types of lubricant, water-based, silicone, and spit right where he shits. Sitting on my fist. Lucy from the poppers in a stew pan. Now my feeling in your blown out pooper. It's a trooper. Call a good proctologist, cause I think I may have felt an anal cyst. When you were sitting on my fist, I think you may have taken a poo. Yes, I smell that number two. Digging out that chimney coal. I lost my watch seep in your hole. Bunch fuck that rectal wall. Reach around and grab my balls. I'm covered in slime. What a fun gay old time. If you're gay and on a date, let me stimulate your prostate. Twist that wrist. Sitting on my fist. Different types of lubricant, water-based, silicone, and spit right where he shits. Sitting on my fist. Woozy from the poppers in a stupor. Now my feeling in your blown out pooper. It's a drooper. Call a good proctologist, cause I think I found it. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Hansen. Tim back here with you one more time as we end the week with a Friday show. Got a great one for you today. You know, uh, my desktop is a scary place indeed. I was looking for a uh, video file, the first thing I wanted to feature on today's podcast. And instead, I was greeted with a video I downloaded, I guess, on March 1st of last year. I don't know if we featured this on the podcast It's a five-part video series called Hate Crime Porno. Honestly, I don't know if it was for the podcast or, like, jerk-off material. Occasionally, the two things blend together. The premise behind Hate Crime Porno is, uh, you know, guys are forced to suck dick and give up their ass, and the whole time they're being verbally abused. I believe that this is a series of films. This is uh, number two called the hate crime porno love wins i think this is focused on police officers abusing gay men in this clip for instance a police officer is responding to a noise disturbance and when the police officer busts through the door it's just a single guy watching porn masturbating police department get over here get over here please It's kind of aggressive for a simple noise disturbance call. He basically breaks down the door trying to get to this guy. What the fuck you doing in here? Who you partying with? What's all this shit for? This is meth? Yeah. Real fucking partying. Who you fucking partying with, buddy? This is your shit? Yeah. All of this shit? Yeah. Crystal meth loosens up your butthole. 
there was quite a lot of meth for just one guy. I like how the police officer's like, where's the party at? It's just you? Just a naked guy lying on his couch jerking off to porn and, you know, doing a lot of meth. Pretty typical Saturday night for a homosexual. You a fag? Huh? You a fucking fag? You like sucking dick, huh? Yeah. This is a good boy. He does not lie to the cops. Yes, sir. I do like sucking dick, sir. I got something for you. Hold on. It's your fucking lucky day, motherfucker. Fucking fag. I got something real nice for your ass. I hate fucking fags so much, I'm going to make you suck my dick. Like, that's what fags want to do the most. You're only playing into what they want. You're not punishing them. Yet the guy is still weird about stuff. Like At some point, he's like, don't touch me. Fucking fag touching me. Yet you want him to wrap his mouth on your most sensitive of body parts. Like, you trust the fag that much to suck you good. He could bite that thing right off if he wanted to. Please be kind to your area fag. Come here. This is for you. Come here. Don't fucking touch me. Shit ass over here. Yeah. Don't touch me. Let's not make this gay. Just suck my dick, please. Suck that shit. I mean, the rest of the video is pretty much just this. He does get weird again later on, and he's like, I don't want to hear you. Stop making gay noises. This isn't supposed to be pleasurable for you. Oh, fuck. I don't want to hear that shit. You like sucking dick? Suck this dick. He's like, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear from you. By the way, do you like this? You like sucking dick? Like, don't ask him a question if you don't want to hear his voice. Suck it. you do, right? Suck it. If you're wondering, if you're curious, this was most definitely downloaded as show material, not for personal masturbation reasons. I can say that with some certainty because all these scenes, they're just dick sucking. If I'm going to go to the trouble of actually downloading an entire porn film or buying one, I'm going to need a little something more. I need full bloom sex. Thank you. The raunchier, the better. All right, so now for the video that I was uh, actually trying to play for you at the beginning of the show. Mead Skelton is back with a new installment of what he calls his Mead podcast, but it's really no different than all the other uh, vlog updates he has done in the past. But okay, you want to call it a podcast? That's fine. So he's uh, looking like Andre the Giant. I don't know. He's like in a unitard or something. I guess it might just be a black wife beater, but it's uh, pretty form-fitting on his big fat body. One, two, three, are we on there? I hear you loud and clear. I'm sorry, I would like to make a retraction. Me does not have a big fat body. It's just uh, that Germanic build of his. Now, if you remember, I believe in the last update, Mead talked about how uh, some of his gigs were canceled and how he found that a little suspicious. Well, we start this episode off with more bad news. Now, I do have some very sad news. Mm. Unfortunately, I had another gig uh, canceled. <laughs> I didn't even know he had a gig left to be canceled, but sure enough, another outlet said no thank you to Mead Skelton. Uh, when's the last time he's actually performed in public? Uh, due to weather-related concerns. Sure. Yes, unfortunately, folks, you know that Hurricane Ian is pummeling the Gulf Coast of Florida. I mean, Mead lives in Virginia. I guess the hurricane will make its way up there, but it's not going to be that strong, right? And heading our way, so... By the time it reaches you, it'll probably just be like light showers. I think this venue was just trying to find an excuse to fire Mead. 
Virginia is expecting a lot of heavy rains and downpours. Okay. Now, I wish that the uh, Arts Council Memesburg had consulted me first. What the fuck could you have done? You forget I've got Native American heritage. I could contact spirits, have the forces of nature push the hurricane back to the ocean. Because I would let them know that we can rebuke hurricanes. Oh. And I would have you know, let them know that, hey, I'm praying the hurricane away, I'm sending the storm back out to sea. We don't have to cancel it. Uh, but I guess it's too late now. They already did that. But um, that's right, folks. We can rebuke storms. We have the power through prayer, and I've been doing that. Now, I have a niece that lives on the Gulf Coast of Florida in Pensacola. And I th Update, she's dead. Thanks, she and her husband. <laughs> Hurricane washed her into the sea. Uh, went up to Alabama somewhere, but uh, we must pray for people in Florida. But folks, be sure that you can um, pray and also rebuke these things. Christians all need to get on the same fucking page. Sometimes they're like, uh, hurricanes are God's way of punishing sinners, and we are a nation of sinners. God targets those repugnant, blasphemous fiends. Meanwhile, like, uh, don't most hurricanes hit Florida first? That's like ground zero for religious nuts. Governor DeSantis down there is banning gay people and stuffing immigrants into the overhead compartment of airplanes, shipping them to God knows where. Then there's Mead here who's saying, oh, no, no, the hurricane is uh, created by the devil. We can just uh, pray the hurricane away which uh, never works, by the way. I'm very disappointed because if, you know, if, if they just had uh, known that we can pray the storm away, we could have had, I could have had my show this weekend. <laughs> God, Mead is stupid. I mean, he really is an idiot, isn't he? But it's too late now. Oh, well, they're mm -hmm. very nice people, bless mm -hmm. their hearts, but I just wish they had, have, you know, had have consulted me because I would have rebuked it. You want to know why Richmond, Virginia has the best weather in America? It's because Mead Skelton is controlling it through his rebuking he prays for the sun he rebukes the storms away it's a paradise over there oh my god could he get any dumber so yes folks i've been rebuking that hurricane now i don't know if this hurricane ian has been caused by cern or harp or some other government agency this is obviously the work of the large hadron collider First, they're going to try to control the weather next thing you know they're going to open a portal to hell we must rebuke it. So this is like, uh, I, I believe we're starting a new chapter in the saga of Mead. The full-on conspiracy nut. Now, I don't know if this Hurricane Ian has been caused by CERN or HARP or some other government agency, uh, which it most likely has Probably, been, but I've yeah. been rebuking it anyway because... There's a 90% chance of that. Storms can be demonic. Uh, in fact, when we get hurricanes and floods and tornado activity, uh, a lot of that can be attributed to something in the spiritual realm. Uh, so I have been praying and rebuking this hurricane, but I am very depressed uh, about my show. That's what, one, two, three, three gigs canceled in a row due to... <laughs> yeah, let's focus on what's important here. ...weather concerns. Um, but that's okay, folks. I will prevail. I might have a show next month at the uh, early Christmas Bazaar. Well, we certainly look forward to uh, that being canceled as well. Me does mention a few gigs he had last year, so I guess he did perform recently. So, you know, even last year, I had two gigs. Last year, I sang at the Preppers Convention, as you might remember. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. How could I forget Mead performed at a Preppers Convention? 
like a doomsday preppers convention. The same idiots that buy those like 40 gallon drums full of um, macaroni and cheese from Jim Baker. Those people. And I also had a show at uh, at the Country Inn. That has to be some type of old timey plantation, right? But anyway, folks, I'm doing fine. I got I got to go to the Virginia Flaggers picnic. Yeah, the Flaggers picnic, by the way, honors one particular flag and one flag only. Spoiler, it's not the American flag. It is the Confederate flag. Uh, now, the Virginia Flaggers are a Southern Heritage Organization. Yeah, you could just say racist. A, a racist organization. Uh, you know, fighting uh, for our Southern, you know, heritage. And putting they put up, uh, to date, have put up over 30 uh, Confederate battle flags all around the Ooh. state of Virginia. And I'm very excited to announce that only half of them have been set on fire. Usually by this time in the year, most of the flags have been defiled. Now, folks, you know why you know why the liberals are so triggered uh, uh, by these flags, by the Confederate flag, is because the Confederate flag is a Christian symbol, and they hate Christians and they hate Christianity. So Satan naturally naturally hates the Confederacy. Satan is stirring up hurricanes and hate for Southern heritage. The devil's very busy. Because the Confederacy was a Christian organization. Not every second of this video is fascinating. I'm going to fast forward, though. I don't really care about uh, the Confederate flag talk. He... <laughs> this gets so good. Take, just take a listen. Me talks about how uh, he's looking better, losing weight, although you can't tell. And I've been going swimming, swimming. Um... I got to ask Mead if he wears one of those like shower caps <laughs> when he goes swimming. I, he just looks like the type of person who would put something over his head because he doesn't want to get his hair wet. So I wanted to address a few other things because, you know, I do get frequently asked questions. Now, one of the yes. questions. No, I'm not gay. People ask me about most is my hair. Now, I didn't know my hair would be a subject of controversy, but apparently it is. And so people have seen pictures of me when I was, um, you know, didn't have any hair or I went bald for a minute. I think I have seen a picture of me. I just assume that he shaved his head. But Mead says that he actually went bald for a while. His hair fell out. Well, what happened, folks, is in the year 2015, I went through a very rough time because I didn't get on America's Got Talent. So I actually pulled out my hair. Oh, my God. <laughs> See what I mean? Every fucking second. It's just, there's something new we learn and weird and wonderful about Mead. And um, what happened was I went into shock and the hair. Because he wasn't picked for American Idol. I'm sorry, not American Idol. An even shittier show, America's Got Talent. Follicles, uh, it's called television, tell, tell us something, is when the hair follicles come out. But they come back. So I went to the dermatologist and he said, well, you do have some diffuse thinning, but good news is your hair will grow back. Now, I had an emergency hair transplant fund, but unfortunately I used the money for something else. Pizza, I got hungry. First of all, we, we know Mead is incredibly vain, so it doesn't surprise me that he was saving up for a hair transplant or he had a GoFundMe or something. The fact, though, that he went into shock, like he he brought he had a nervous breakdown and started ripping out his hair from the root. You see how delusional this guy is? He I mean, even if he thinks that, you know, he's a good singer. He has to understand, like, the music he's producing is not exactly 
what the mainstream wants to hear. It sounds nothing like Lizzo or Post Malone. You know, like shit people are listening to in this day and age. I mean, if this was 1930 and America's Got Talent was around, oh, yeah, we'd all have a copy of Sweet Tea to play on our Victrola. Stars are out in Richmond tonight And the field is feeling awfully right For a cool glass of sweet tea Another magnolia tree I never noticed this, but uh, in the song Sweet... I don't even think anyone drinks sweet tea in the song Sweet Tea. Anyway, the, what I wanted to point out, though, that was in the music, there's a music video for Sweet Tea, and it involves, like, uh, you know, a woman and a guy going out on a date. Mead is not the guy, by the way. He must have hired actors to do this. But uh, the first scene is uh, these two going to the movie theater and ordering tickets. Um, I, I noticed that the movie that they're going to is Cabin in the Woods. You know, that classic tale of romance. It's a, a horror movie for those of you that don't know. Anyway, I think that's enough Mead Skelton for today. He seems to be doing well. Sorry that you lost another gig, but there will be others. And by that, I mean other gigs you will lose. Let's move on. Uh, a week or two ago, I played a video for you of a landlord who uh, like pulled a gun out on his tenant. The tenant, I guess, was like a foreign student just trying to go to the kitchen. Police did investigate the matter, but the uh, the student, the tenant, didn't want to press charges. Well, I have an update for you. Things are still not going well in that household. It remains awkward. I guess I better get the immigration authorities to right. check it out. We so begin with threatening immigration on the student. It looks like this video takes place in the tenant's bedroom. Because I think you're a safety risk in this country. Oh, my. Yes. Says the man who pulled a gun on another person who was just trying to walk downstairs to the kitchen to eat some Oreos. Anybody who only cares about himself and and is is willing to go to hell uh -oh. is a safety risk. So if you don't fear God and you don't fear hell. Oh, it's all starting to make sense now. Guys, is this new or has this been happening for a long time where like Christian people invite others to live with them for the sole purpose of trying to convert them to their religion? It's like the clip from that reality show we played not too long ago where people released from prison have to find a, a place to live. And this dude's renting a room from some Christians who have about 90,000 rules, including no eating meat and you're not allowed to touch the ice machine. Plus, you know, you have to go to church and not swear. No porn. So what do you then, want now? You're a safety what do you risk. want? What do you want now? I want you out of here. I told you, give me money. I leave. Like the police said, you cannot evac evacuate me. So this is after the police got involved. Since this guy is a tenant, he does have rights. He, you know, the landlord just can't kick him out. He has to go through the eviction process. And the tenant is saying, look, just give me my money that I gave you for rent and I'll leave. Obviously, you're headed to hell. It's okay to go to hell. You know what it like, feels like to burn? You know, I mean... Uh, you know what I'm going to do? Just stay away from me. I think I'm going to invite some white supremacists into my home. Um, because you need to get roughed up some. You've never, apparently never been spanked or anything. You think you can get right in people's faces and tell them what you're going to do. Again, this guy has just sat down on this kid's bed next to him. 
He's the one getting in his face. You think you're going to spank me? No. Okay, then. It's too late for that. You're already a spoiled brat. Okay, I can hear you now. You don't have any schoolwork to do? Is it your business? Yeah. If I want to make it my business. Okay, then make it your business. I don't care. I told you. You don't care about anything except yourself. I don't. Well, I do have an update for you. Apparently, apparently, first of all, there's more videos that haven't been released yet, and it gets worse. Uh, but the real update here is the landlord named Philip Young has been arrested and charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, probably for the, uh, the gunplay. Good to see some sort of justice has been served. And as soon as more videos have been posted, I'm sure I'll be featuring them here on the podcast. All right, let's move on. I've got a super cut here of some conversations that took place during Race to Dinner. Have you heard of this? Race to Dinner was started by Regina Jackson and Saria Rayo. So Saria, and I, again, I'm sorry if I'm butchering the name there, uh, is Indian, Indian American, and Regina is black. With Race to Dinner, they, uh, they, they host a dinner for eight to ten white women and then discuss, and I use the term discuss loosely here, kind of a talk at situation where they try to convince all the white women they're actually racist. I think I got that right. Let's take a listen here. You know what I expect of white women? Not a damn thing. All right. Well, then we're done here. Good, productive dinner. I don't expect anything of you. You don't expect anything of me. Let's eat the calamari. You know what I expect of white women? Not a damn thing. Nothing. I expect nothing of you because you have never given me anything. I can't trust you. I'm sorry. What exactly are you owed? Are we talking like as an individual or a race of people? I guess race of people, right? As a black woman, white ladies have never given her anything. I can't trust you, okay? On that note, let's hear from a white lady. I am a liberal white woman. We are absolutely the most dangerous women out there. I would venture to call us super predators. What the fuck? White women, white liberal women are the most dangerous out there to black people. The guilt is strong with this one. Not the southern redneck KKK white women who would like to, you know, lynch a black person. No, no, no. It's the liberal white ladies you got to watch out for. You know, at least with the southern toothless hicks, you know what you're getting. You know what you're in for. You can spot them a mile away. You know to stay away. With liberal women... They're crafty with their racism. We are the most dangerous women that exist because <laughs> we want to think that we are better. White women have abused us our whole lives. Why do we have to hold your hand? Can't we just tell you, hey, you guys have hurt us. This is what you've done. Now make it right. I think the issue is that white people don't want to be held responsible for the sins of their ancestors. And so while we're willing to learn and try not to be racist, I think black people feel like they're owed more than that from white people. And maybe as like an institution or a government, they are, you know, reparations or whatever. But, you know, when you're having a dinner with a white woman, what, what the fuck do you want from them? 
on an individual to individual level, uh, honey, you just got to drop it. I'm I sorry. have this discussion with people that I know, friends, lawyers, everybody, and they'll say, well, Regina, you know, there are some good white people. And I'll go, well, what have the good white people been doing for the last 450 years? This is all very infuriating. I'm sorry. Everyone, everyone who lived 400 years ago was a shithead. Murder, rape, torture, everyone was doing it back then. It was the in thing, man. What have you been doing? Obviously, it's not enough because nothing has changed. Yeah, it's just as bad for black people now as it was in the 1600s. I totally agree with that statement. What the fuck is wrong with you? Of course, it's tons of stuff has changed for the better. It's not perfect, but it's, I mean, come on. It's better than it was. A show of hands of everyone at this table who is racist. Bunch of white people raising their hands. Some are not. Get with the program. Now, it's the Indian lady who's talking, and even she admits that she's racist towards black people. So I saw a couple people surprised that I raised my hand when I said that I I thought only white people could be racist. Wasn't that a thing that was going around for a while? Because they're the only people who really have power. So an Indian woman can't be racist against a black lady because they're both minorities. I mean, come on. We all know this. The fuck is wrong with you? Put your hand down, you stupid bitch. I was racist. I'm racist against black people. So it's it's institutional. Indians oh. are institutionally racist against black people. Well, things haven't gotten better in 400 years. So what have you been doing to fix it? Having a dinner, gathering a bunch of people around to eat. Nice. Oh, please. You got to slow down. You're doing too much to fix these issues. Finally, one white woman uh, stands up to these two and, and is like, I don't, you know what? I am not racist. I don't see color. I don't see. So how she said, I'm, I'm blinded to color. Like it Uh-oh. doesn't phase me at all. I think you just stepped on a landmine, honey. We all, when we bleed, we bleed red. I'm just going to drop the... Ooh, the side eye that was given to this woman by the black lady. I'm just going to drop the bomb here. That's white supremacy. Uh, Saying that you're equal to everyone else, regardless of the color of their skin. Yeah, that's racism. You're being a white supremacist. (laughs) Here's my issue. The Indian lady and the black lady are sitting at the end of the table, and they really kind of believe that everything they say is gospel, is the truth. You can't debate it. They know all. It's not a discussion, right? This is supposed to be more like a lecture. Now, I can understand taking issue with this idea that, uh, you know, I listen, I don't see color. I am colorblind. That's a dumb thing to say because you have to acknowledge that we're not all the same and that black people have been struggling in various ways that white people n- would never have to struggle. There is most certainly a difference between being white and black. But, you know, for the Indian lady to be like, that's white supremacy right there. Ha ha. That's uh, a bit of a stretch. Colorblindness is white supremacy. Do not teach your kids to be colorblind. Do not talk about colorblindness. Don't say that, that I don't see the color of your skin and we cut ourselves open. It's bleeding red. If you're going to cry... Leave the table and go into the living room there. That's right. Yeah, some some of the white ladies aren't liking this conversation. They find it uncomfortable. They're tearing up. No compassion from the black lady, though. Like, you got to leave. I don't want to see that shit. And go into the living room there. That's right there. When a white woman starts crying, what happens? 
I wish we would have went over these ground rules before the dinner started. Okay, white women, you're not allowed to cry. Also, you can't act shocked. No gasping when a black lady tells her tale about uh, racism. Basically, just sit there and shut the fuck up. I want to ask also to stop acting shocked. So part of white feminism is is acting so surprised when we tell you. But it is. Why are you telling us not to act the way that we act if it is surprising? To me, that is surprising. That upholds white supremacy. That's kind of like her answer to everything that shuts down conversation. Look, uh, ground rule here. White women, you can't breathe too loudly. What happens when a white woman breathes loudly? Right. We think she's sighing. We think something's wrong. All the attention is uh, turned to her. That's white supremacy. I understand we're eating dinner, but please don't make any loud noises with your fork. Like the fork tapping the plate. That's something white supremacists do. I'm sure at some point in history, that is how you would get your servants or slaves attention. Ringing a bell or tapping the plate or something. Anyway, a white woman starts crying. So, you know, she has to be expelled. I I, I want to cry. So I can't sit here. You gotta go. Sorry, sis. Is she gonna get her dessert or what? That would be my main concern. Um, I wasn't finished eating. Can I at least take my plate to the living room? Christ! I was promised flan! The only reason I came to this awful dinner. All right, uh, in with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. And I fucked up news right now! Enjoy Distorted View Daily. Please consider supporting this nonsense by becoming a member of the Sideshow. That is our member side over there at superfreaksideshow.com, where all episodes of the archive are available. I've been at this uh, since December 2004. There are like 5,000 past episodes of DV. More importantly, every week I do brand new exclusive shows just for paying freaks. You get a password-protected RSS feed. It works with most podcasting apps. You grab all the free shows and all the exclusive shows on that feed. It's uh, pretty great. Very inexpensive. Only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. And uh, don't forget, if you happen to use Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can get uh, new Sideshow content right in those apps. You can sign up. Just a few taps. Boom, boom, boom. You're in. Or thump, thump, thump. Whatever the noise is uh, a finger makes when it taps on the phone. For more information on all of this, you can check out distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. The final way to support the show, we've got a Patreon account. Patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you pledge at least five, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. It's a great way to continue helping me and the show out. Uh, Again, thank you to all of my patrons and you Sideshow members. You are the reason this show continues. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up, speaking of uh, Apple, just mentioned Apple Podcasts. The thing about Apple is you never see their executives or people with the company really active on social media, tweeting jokes, Instagram. I think they really frown upon that. They don't want any mishaps or slip ups. It's not like Tesla and Elon Musk. Elon Musk just, you know, goes hog wild. I mean, sometimes, you know, there'll be like a lull in Elon Musk tweets for a month or two at a time. And then boom, like a string of midget jokes, memes of big tits, gets into a few feuds. It's great. It's very entertaining. Apple's boring for the most part. Like Tim Cook never retweets gay porn. I wish he would. I'd like to see what he's into. 
I just want to see if our tastes align. What happens, though, when an Apple employee does get on social media? They immediately get fired, apparently. Apple's vice president of procurement, Tony Blevins, has been fired from the company. It's because he was trying to be funny on social media. And you, you, you just you can't be funny without offending someone. He apparently made crude remarks in a TikTok interview that went viral. Oh, this wasn't even his own social media account. So he got nothing out of this. No new followers, nothing. Some guy just happened to uh, run across Tony Blevins. I mean, do you know who Tony Blevins is? Do you know what he looks like? I wouldn't know that he is someone I should be interviewing. All right. Earlier this month, creator Daniel Mack posted a video where he asked Blevins what he does for a living because he was getting out of a very expensive car. Oh, the text here reads that this guy was driving a Mercedes-Benz SLR McLaren costing $500,000. That's apparently what an executive at Apple can drive. Meanwhile, the host of a highly acclaimed comedy podcast drives a Kia Seltos. Good sir, your car's awesome. What do you do for a living? (laughs) I race cars, play golf, and fondle big-breasted women. (laughs) But I take weekends and major holidays off. Okay. That is quite the career. I'm looking to get into that. Also, if you're interested, I got a hell of a dental plan. Okay. (laughs) You do it all. You do it all. I don't know where this video was taped. It's somewhere outside, obviously. And the Apple executive's outfit is totally bonkers. It's a mint green suit. Got the suit jacket and the matching pants, bright red clown shoes, and the shirt underneath his jacket is a giant British flag, like a Union Jack. He looks insane. And you participate in this activity. (laughs) Thank you so much. Now, obviously, the reason why the Apple executive is in trouble is because of the big, like, fondling big-breasted women comment. I can't get past his female companion... Specifically, her laugh. It's like, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> you do for a living. Okay. That is quite the career. Here, I'm looking to get into that. Also, if you're interested, I got a hell of a dental plan. Okay. You do it all. You do it all. And you part- at no point does he announce who he is, what his name is, or the fact that he works at Apple. Still, Apple found out. By the way, this uh, TikToker, what's his name, Daniel Mack, this is kind of his shtick, right? He just walks up to people in expensive cars and asks them what they do for a living. And that's how he racks up millions and millions of views. In one video, he uh, he actually walked up to President Joe Biden in a Cadillac Lyric. I guess at like a car show or something. Bloomberg reports that the video set off an internal investigation at Apple, which resulted in Blevins being removed as the head of his team. The report also says that it angered some employees who thought the comments didn't really align with Apple's goal of increasing women's representation and empowerment in the company. Blevins did offer a a bit of an apology. He said he would like to take the opportunity to sincerely apologize to anyone who was offended by my mistaken attempt at humor. Now, in Blevins' defense, he was quoting a movie. He was trying to be funny by quoting uh, the movie Arthur. I mean, he misquotes it, doesn't get the line right. A spokesperson at Apple confirmed that Tony is uh, no longer with the company or is leaving Apple or whatever. Had to have been a a pretty lucrative job to be rolling around in that car. 
He apparently was really good at his job. Uh, he was able to save the company hundreds of millions of dollars during the construction uh, construction construction of its Apple Park building. So he, he should probably be able to find another job, no problem. I'm not gonna worry. I'm not gonna lose any sleep because Mr. Blevins lost his job. All right, second story we have for you. Everyone is talking about acclaimed cannibal Jeffrey Dahmer. I guess acclaimed might not be the right word. Infamous cannibal Jeffrey Dahmer, thanks to that new Netflix limited series. Netflix says that like it's been streamed 198 million times. It is uh, totally a hit for the company. I haven't seen it yet, but everyone's talking about it. I might check it out. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you recommend it? Now, the story of Jeffrey Dahmer, of course, is, you know, he was a cannibal, murdered and dismembered 17 dudes, fucked some of them, like fucked their corpses and stuff, ate them up. You know, the whole story of Jeffrey Dahmer. But then when he was in prison after he he was caught uh, in 1994, he was beaten to death by another inmate. Because of the success of this Netflix series, a new story has resurfaced about the killing of Jeffrey Dahmer. I thought this was kind of interesting. I don't know if this was covered in the Netflix series. This may be new uh, to you. Serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer was done in by his uncontrollable lust for human flesh. The man who whacked him in prison 20 years ago said, revealing for the first time why exactly the cannibal had to die. Christopher Scarver, who fatally beat the serial killer and another inmate in 1994, said he grew to despise Dahmer because he would fashion severed limbs out of prison food, right? He would, like, carve his chicken nuggets into to make it look like it was a finger or a foot or toes or something. Then he would taunt the other inmates with that. He'd even drizzle on packets of ketchup so it looked like blood. According to Scarver, it was very unnerving. He would put them in places where people would be, Scarver 45 recalled in a low, gravelly voice. He crossed the line with some people, prisoners, prison staff. Some people who are in prison are repentant, but uh, he was not one of them. Scarver, who arrived at Wisconsin's Columbia Correctional Institution around the same time as Dahmer in 1992, knew right away to keep a safe distance from the serial killer. Scarver said the madman had a personal escort hot, of at least one guard at all times. Oh, that type of escort. Uh, when he was out of the cell because of the friction he had with other inmates, everyone wanted to kill him. Scarver, though, he was the one to get the job done. Like a lone wolf, Scarver watched Dahmer from afar on the prison yard, but never approached him because he didn't want to become a target of his sickening humor. I never interacted with him, he said. That all changed, though, on the morning of November 28th, 1994, when Scarver doled out his vigilante justice in a gymnasium. Dahmer, at the time 34, Scarver, and a third inmate, Jesse Anderson, were led unshackled, oh, that's a bold move, to clean the bathrooms by corrections officers who left them unattended. Scarver, who was repulsed by the youth-molesting cannibal's lust for flesh, kept in his pocket a newspaper article detailing how Dahmer killed, dismembered, and in some cases ate 17 men and boys from 1978 to 1991. Scarver, then a 25-year-old convicted murderer, had just retrieved his mop and was filling a bucket with water when someone poked him in the back. That's all it took. Dahmer and Jesse were kind of laughing under their breath. I looked right into their eyes and I couldn't tell which had done it. Scarver grabbed a metal bar. <laughs> really? Just, he was poked once and that was enough to kill Dahmer? Okay. 
Scarver grabbed a metal bar from the weight room and confronted Dahmer with the new story that he had been carrying in his pocket. I asked him if he did those things because I was fiercely disgusted. He was shocked. Yes, he was, Scarver said. He started looking for the door pretty quick and I blocked him. He ended up dead. I put his head down. Then he also killed the other inmate. Say, you don't, you don't go around poking people in prison. Scarver thinks it was no accident that he ended up alone with Dahmer since prison officials knew he hated the madman and they wanted him dead too. So what is Scarver up to now? Well, not much. I mean, he's going to be in prison for the rest of his life, but he's remaining productive. He spends his days writing poems on his website, and he's also self-published poetry books for sale. Oh, he's so sensitive. I'd like to read some of those poems. All right. Finally, today, freaks. You know, I've been in this uh, profession, uh, if you want to call it that, for a long time. I've been talking into a mic for decades, and I had never heard about the condom trick. Some people put a condom over their mics. <laughs> I don't do that. I record my podcast like I fuck, unprotected and raw, baby, and in the dark, alone, staring at a computer screen. It's a very, very sad, desperate act. Uh, yes, this story, by the way, comes from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Florida is the most fucked up state. Bonus, take a look at the chapter artwork or featured image at distortedview.com and superfreaksidra.com. And you can see this uh, reporter, this female reporter talking into a uh, condom sheathed microphone a florida reporter captured viewers attention on wednesday when the condom on her microphone flashed on the screen during an outdoor hurricane broadcast nbc2's kayla gaylor or Gawler, something was reporting on hurricane ian's landfall from a parking lot in fort myers florida when viewers became distracted by the bulbous rubber casing and it even had a reservoir tip she sprung for the good condom. Quote, NBC2 practicing safe microphone reporting during Hurricane Ian, tweeted one viewer. Uh, quote, NBC News Now really got this woman out here holding a mic wrapped in a condom up to her face, chimed in another. The reporter quickly defended the practice on her Instagram story. She said, a lot of people are asking, what is on my microphone? It is what you think it is. It's a condom. It helps protect the gear. You can't get these mics wet. There's a lot of wind and a lot of rain, so we got to do what we got to do, and that is put a condom on the microphone. Now, uh, since seeing this story, I've read that this is an old broadcasting trick. She's not the first person to think of this. Still, it's a weird thing uh, for it to be on camera. I could understand if this was like a radio broadcast, like no one could see the condom. There has to be legitimate products out there that accomplish the same goal that you know that are that are specially made for microphones and don't look so much like a condom the reporter's colleague abc 7's jeff butera then shared his own picture of the woman's microphone up close he tweeted the image alongside a cheeky caption writing we practice safe hurricane reporting yes it's a condom he said nothing better to waterproof a microphone my Waterman broadcasting colleague has been fielding lots of questions. Ha ha. Moment of levity in this nasty storm. The funny exchange comes amid worsening conditions on Florida's West Coast. I mean, the hurricane's pretty much over with now, right? At least in Florida, it's kind of moving back out into the ocean. 
and then it'll swoop back into, I don't know, South Carolina, North Carolina, something like that. Look, don't come to Distorted View Daily for a weather report. Go to a professional, someone who's holding a condom microphone, or better yet, Frankie McDonald. This is Frankie McDonald, my old team, Sage Alive in Sydney, Nova Scotia. Hurricane Ian's now headed towards Florida on oh. Thursday, September 29, 2022. This was his most recent video. You'd think he would be posting, like, hourly. Uh, no, the, the last time he posted was September 26th. It'll bring up to 50 plus millimeters of rain, especially in Tampa, Florida, and St. Petersburg, oh, Florida, Four Miles, Florida. Some weatherman you are. He's just sitting back, relaxing over there in Nova Scotia. All right. Well, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Alrighty, love to hear from you freaks. And there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash distortedview show, yada yada. You know all the ways to contact me. And if you ever forget, uh, just go to distortedview.com. All that information is posted over there. All right, let's check in with some patrons. Hey, Timmy Boo, it's Pirate Barbie. Hello. And I'm listening to your July 8th episode. Now, it should be noted that this is a patron. I'm not playing like some old voicemail from, from July. She just happens to be listening to an old episode. Where Mead sang the Ring of Fire song, and I'm dying of laughter because your imitation and his imitation, it's just like fucking retards. <laughs> yeah. It's like fucking retards having a laugh off or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it so much. <laughs> I love listening to me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had a uh, good laugh with Mead there. Hey, Pimp, Daddy Comet, and I'm rocking in the USA. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, now rocking in the USA. That was quite the Linda Finkel Hall of Famer we played yesterday. By the way, if you want to hear my 20-plus minute review <laughs> of the movie Titanic, you know, that movie that came out in 1997, you might want to listen to uh, yesterday's Sideshow exclusive podcast. I'm sure all my Sideshow members are glad they're paying for that bullshit. Hey, yeah! <laughs> rockin' in the USA! Oh, yeah, yeah now! Rockin', rockin in, in the, the USA! USA. That song, uh, Rockin' in the USA, was found by the same guy who shared uh, the Rainbow Bread commercial music many, many years ago. He lives in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas area, and uh, he works as like a sound guy. And uh, he worked with Kelly Crane when she did the rainbow bread thing. And he found this rocking in the USA song. Hey, Tim, it's Tyler. I hope you're having a great day. Eh. Uh, you were asking about vasectomies the other day. I haven't had one, but I did have a urology consult to uh, get it looked at. And we I ended up see if you were a good vasectomy candidate. Like, why do you need it looked? Backing out because my wife wasn't positive we weren't going to have more kids, and oh. the whole fucking thing doesn't matter. But <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't really affect anything, man. You, uh, it's only about two percent of your uh, your jizz is uh, sperm cells. The rest of it's just other shit. Yeah, um, it's white sticky stuff, stuff that's made of babies. I don't know if you ask <laughs> that now that I think about it. 
But yeah, anyways, yeah. it also it doesn't. It's not a big deal. But yeah, you got to jerk off a couple times. Get it all out of your the, system. Uh, yeah, uh, snipping. Before. Yeah, someone else called in about that. Maybe it was Unicorn Hamster talking about his vasectomy. Right, you get all the swimmers out of your system. Yeah, you got to get all the juice out of you. Clear them pipes. Make sure they're running dry. All right, well, there you go. Just some vasectomy information for you, I guess, in case you were wondering. That's all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. I'm just going to drop the bomb here. That's white supremacy. Spread the distortion, STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you could rate and review podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. I could not do this without you. I will be back on Monday to do it all over again. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. It's Friday, baby. Fuck. Yeah, it's the weekend, baby. Fuck. Yeah, Friday, baby. Fuck. Fuck. The weekend, baby. has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.